This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Well, happy Monday after the Super Game on Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. It's a special edition where you're going to review the top Super Bowl, I'm sorry, Super Game commercials. I'm John Ondo. I'm a filmmaker, media consultant, and I kind of deal with this kind of stuff with commercials and marketing and branding. Along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She is a customer experience expert at a big, gigantic Fortune 500 company, as well as she has her own cupcake business on the side here. Yes, I do. At the Ondo Media headquarters. (laughs) And uh, and you are a very good, you are such a target demographic for people like me who are trying to figure out. I am gullible. Will the commercial that I'm about to pay $5.5 million to air on CBS, will uh, will it run and hit the right audience. So you're kind of a good target demo for a lot of folks. I would have to agree, because some of them really got me last night. Some of them, because I knew we were doing this, I was like, I'm going to look at this in a little different way. And some of them, I was like, okay, I didn't get that at all. So, Well, we I used to do, back in the days when people blogged before podcasts, I used to do a blog every evening after the super game which because we're not allowed to say the correct word because the nfl are just one level above uh scum uh well i just i'm sorry we're gonna get banned get real well no that's we're not doing political we're doing the nfl that doesn't (laughs) matter this is true um but anyway i used to do a blog before my original blog was called marketing media and common sense yes we obviously changed that to cupcakes because i married angel and i'm like oh this makes sense but i used to always do a top super bowl Mm -hmm. um commercial review thing and it was great and so i and we haven't done it since we got married no we were actually going through kind of historically and i said no that was the last time you did it yeah was on our maybe third date something like that and yeah that was like our last time that we, we well it was the last super bowl we watched together you know probably from the standpoint of commercials so so anyway we want to welcome everybody who's watching uh on youtube we are on youtube today because it's kind of difficult to show uh the commercials on our podcast channel however we are also going to be giving you the audio on our podcast channel to our regular podcast listeners yes. on apple and spotify and the millions of other places along the marketing media and cupcakes network so uh, you'll be able to hear the audio as well. And if you saw the commercial, you'll know what we're talking about. But we wanted to be able to have both today. So welcome to everybody. We're glad you're here. Please like us and subscribe to us. We are going to be going back to a weekly podcast for Marketing Media and Cupcakes. We I didn't kinda, know. Yeah, we, switched, we switched back. We thought it would be a little easier. But we, it seems like uh, people like us better weekly. So thank you. And we will do our best and actually do more of these videos along the way. So let's get into the meat of what we're talking about. Yes, please. The Super Game Commercials. So let me first of all explain what I look for in a good super game ad. And you know, obviously funny works best. That's what people typically want to see, although there are always emotional spots that also can do well. But I'm not only looking for that, is is the incredible experience that makes you go ha 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 or wow. Do you know at the end of the spot when you're talking at the water cooler today on Monday? Do I know what that spot was? I hear so many times, oh, I really like the funny Jay Leno ad. And then you say, what was that for? I don't remember. Then that was a bad ad. It doesn't matter how much uh, you laughed at it, how well you remember it. If you did not connect that to the sponsor, then it was a loss and it was a mistake for whoever did that. Yeah, I would agree. Doritos always comes up with great ads. So let's take a look at their uh, one that they came up with with Matthew McConaughey. Lately, I just haven't been feeling quite like myself. Life used to feel fuller. I want to Matthew? break free. 
Some days are harder than others. I want to break free. Oh, no, no, no. It's like I used to be on solid ground. Please welcome Matthew McConaughey. Did you drive here or did you travel by fax? I want to break free. There's got to be a way to get back. I want to break free. Doritos, now in 3D. Now, you like the music on that as much as anything. I love that, and I still haven't looked it up to figure out. I'm fairly confident it's Queen. It sounds completely Freddie Mercury, but I need to hear the whole song because that has been in my head for days now, it feels like. I'm not the biggest Matthew McConaughey fan. (gasps) Most people aren't. But uh, well, but but so when I see it's him, I'm like first thing I'm like, oh geez. But it was really a cute spot. It was perfect. Uh, the CGI was great, and uh, it, and again, to me, wh- what was the spot about? It was obviously Doritos at the end. Yes. And it was not just Doritos. It's going to be a 3D Doritos. I so that want was, some. So that's you know, it told the story very nicely done. Yes. Uh, so that was one of the first ones. Again, that was a 60, I believe. So that was about a 10 million dollar ad buy. <laughs> Now, again, $10 million in airtime, that's a lot. But remember, they probably spent at least uh, several million in the production of that oh, ad. Yeah. Matthew did not do that for free. No. And so that takes a little bit of money. Most of the, it's when people always got all up in arms about the, it's $2 million for a 15-second ad. Well, it's like it probably cost that much to produce it yeah. for at that, at that level. With the exception of uh, the spot that I was the most annoyed about, but maybe it's just me, was the oatmeal, oat cow. It was oat milk. CEO in the middle of the field with his keyboard. Of an oat field, yeah. And on his keyboard singing about, you know. It's not from cows. Yeah, milk for humans. Uh, Yeah. It was more one of those where I just kind of sat there with my head tilted going, what is happening right now? And then I'm yeah. like, where did they get all that money? <laughs> but we are talking about them now. And on top of that, yeah. uh, there were people on Twitter, as I was monitoring it, saying that you know these were college-age people. We are not that. Ooh. And they're saying, well, our my roommates are singing that song now. So again, yeah. that's what happens when you're targeting that specific demographic. That yeah. song gets in their heads, and that's the demo they want because we don't care about oat milk at you know 50 something not much so anyway so let's talk about the next ad this yes. is an, this is another one of my favorites Budweiser's was not uh, gone from the ad campaign this year but they didn't do their Clydesdale ad that was a big surprise when they announced yeah. that they were very, being charitable to put that money toward uh, COVID <laughs> but you know uh, they still did a million billion dollar ad so it doesn't really matter but in their place came Sam Adams Whoops, your cousin. From Boston. I did not see that coming. Anyway, Sam Adams, Wicked Hazy IPA. Juicy, right? Can we not tell my mom about this? 
Uh, now, you and I dis- disagree on this one. I yes. think that's a funny spot. Your cousin from Boston. I and think it's funny. You know, as soon as it comes out of the thing, it's got that feel of the Budweiser Clydesdale. Now, if you you know didn't watch the news and didn't know there was going to be no Clydesdale ad this year, mm-hmm. you probably were caught by that. But you you uh, you said that worked against you. Well, you had see again. I wasn't tracking it like he does, so I didn't know that there wasn't going to be one until he told me. <laughs> but I was watching, and then it. At the end of the day, I'm still thinking that's a Budweiser commercial. Yeah. I'm still remembering the horses because they're so rooted in my mind and my history of Budweiser that that's still a Budweiser you think commercial. It's a Budweiser ad, even though yeah, at the end they said something about Sam Adams. But I probably had he not run that commercial again for me, wouldn't have known the name of the beer. I would have maybe remembered Sam Adams said something, but that their whole wicked IPA. The- cousin from, from boston. boston yeah that that that, that was the part that stuck head. with him yeah I, I i thought it was a great ad i always love when uh companies can go and do a little jab at at their competition in yeah. a funny way and uh that to me was great so i i enjoyed that ad you probably um, thought it was just like a, a peter griffin moment right a little there, bit a little right bit there. of family guy there yeah um budweiser did run a big ad if you saw that had uh, all the top hits of all the people oh, that, that was, ever that did. was good uh I I was like, all it made me do was say, boy, those were really better commercials back when. Um, I liked, you know, because it, it, it made us remember the uh, story of great men or whatever it was with the voiceover guy. Oh, who yeah. To, John was you know, loving that one. He uh, was looking up old ones. I went ones back to look at old ones, and I thought, these were great commercials. Why can't they do commercials as good as this one? So, uh, I don't know. I love you, man. All that was in there. Mm-hmm. And, and that spot just made me think. Budweiser, you did much better spots back in the other days, yeah. but and it made me think younger people are going to go, what? Who are? What is <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. They're going to be googling these which, old things, going, which, which huh? was no different than another set of spots that I wondered we're going to do a whole lot. Um, I thought I they had been teasing the Paramount Mountain with. Um, oh, I was, was going to say John Luke Picard, but with Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart, Sir yes. Patrick Stewart, and they um, and I was thinking, oh, these are going to be corny. They're going to be, and they were actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Beavis and Butthead stuff, which oh. I thought, <laughs> again, my kids don't know who Beavis and Butthead is. So are they going to see that as is this a new comic? Or well, you've an, never oh, asked uh, them. I don't know. It's Maybe just, they do know who they are. I don't know. I don't know. So I I, I thought it was interesting how many commercials flipped back Wayne's World mm-hmm. where the younger generation has no clue who this is ah uh, but they threw in Cardi B so they're going to look them up I guess I don't know I just and again that was for Uber Eats so to me uh, that shows me that they're going for that older demographic because the younger demographic already knows what's going on so I don't know that those those were the first ones so let's talk about the emotional pull yes uh, typically Budweiser has it the dog yeah. and the horse I There's always it. a couple in there that that are very emotional, um, and this year, uh, and again, looking at the this moments ago this morning, what the overall response was from Super Bowl ads. This one by far, and we'll talk about the production of it here in a second. The best. This was Toyota's Jessica Long story. Mrs. Long? Yes? We've found a baby girl for your adoption, but there are some things you need to know. 
She's in Siberia, and she was born with a rare condition. Her legs will need to be amputated. I know this is difficult to hear. Her life, it won't be easy. It might not be easy, but it'll be amazing. I can't wait to meet her. We believe there is hope and strength in all of us. Toyota, proud partner of Team USA. Let me break that down wow. in a couple of places, just why that was so powerful. Um, first of all, you could have done, and this is what I, I specialize in, is documentary storytelling. They immediately grab you with this story, but they visually just just came up with oh. this incredible concept of the whole story will be told in a pool. And that it was amazing. You know, it, you just think you just think about you sit in a typical meeting, and this is why uh, I talk about so often. You've got to just go one more step in the storytelling, one more step in the production to get that thing. Because a typical, you sit around the meeting. Well, let's just get a. A cutaway of the lady calling from Siberia or wherever mm -hmm. from the adoption agency and the family in the house, and you just tell the story cinematically in the standard way. But someone said there, what if we put all those scenes in a pool? And yeah. it's a little dark, and you know, this is the this was the beauty of, of proper branding. Toyota obviously isn't interested in doing a spot without them at least getting some notice. And it wasn't until you see it's about one second long, she's swimming, and you see the red Toyota sponsor banner mm -hmm. in the pool. And you knew instantly, Toyota spot. Yep. And it was gone. And then at the end, logo with American flags for two seconds. So they yeah. put their logo in there for two seconds, but you knew it was Toyota telling the story, story. of Jessica Lang. So... Um, and Long. the and the, how the color and the lighting and all that plays in that it you was, you just knew what this was. I am still covered in goosebumps. I saw that last night, and I didn't. I'd never heard of her, so I again no. I just was watching, and and I loved the. I would have liked to have think thought that the little um, phone call was real, but they did yeah. a really great job of making it sound like this was the actual phone call yeah. with I'm, the little clicks and the kind of fuzzy sound. Pretty and, certain the act the, there was actors in place of the parents and those kind of things, but it's... Well, it, I, I, I recognize the woman that yeah. was the mother from other TV shows, but I mean, it was just... And I'm still... You know, I don't know. It's like... It was it. I, it doesn't want to make me go buy a Toyota. I mean, sorry, that well, doesn't. It, but it's it reminds me of what they stand yeah. for and what they believe in. Th and that's the key. That's the biggest key in this world today. Uh, that especially millennials and younger care about is what are you doing beside um, selling cars? Um, oh, this is why GM got Will Ferrell to do the EV spots. Now, I'm not, not going to go into a big, long dissertation on that, but basically, there's a very small percentage of Americans who want an electric car. Most people are still, nope, I want, I want gas, I want a truck, I want something with, something with power. Yeah. And, uh, and, this, and this was an interesting way that GM did their spot um, to make it funny, but it's like you, you, the, this all goes back down to the Toyota spot, the fact that we want to know you're doing something to helping the environment. We want to know you're being responsible. We want to know you're a good community player. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, kind of what GM is trying to do in a funny way, but you know, it's, it's a harder 
Yeah, it's a harder sell. Yeah, because people just don't want the electric cars uh, for the most part. It, it will yeah. it will get there. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. But so I don't I don't fault them in trying to make to, to move the mountain. Yeah. But the Toyota spot was an outstanding storytelling. Um, you'll you could instantly say the girl in the pool, and then you, within a few seconds, I think you'd get it, it was a Toyota oh, ad. So. Yeah. So that again, uh, I thought was a great spot. Well done, Toyota, and uh, and best to everybody involved in that because that was really well done. So then we we had pre-planned. This is the sad part about these uh, these commercials. Now it used to be it was a big reveal. Oh, you, I mean, you sat in front of the TV. You didn't go to the bathroom. It was like that that moment when you hear the bumper music coming out of that first timeout, yes. and you like here it comes the first spot because the mm-hmm. first spot was always the big one, and and now all the spots are released ahead oh, of time. I'm like, what? I get. Oh, it just irritates me. It's not me. the same because so he's we, watching them before we even yeah, started the Super Bowl. I'm like, we knew, we knew. When, I'm be honest, we knew what spots we were going to probably talk about today. And I watched the game up until about the third quarter, and mm, and said. Uh, said that you know this is we, the, the the spots that we looked at are the spots that are doing the best. But one I didn't <clears throat> see in any of the listings on all the places oh. I was looking, and this was one of my favorites because it's dark. But I this is a great <laughs> little spot from a place called yeah. Room. So, are you gonna buy the car? Please, if I could just go home and discuss things with my wife. I've been here all weekend. You can leave any time you want. <laughs> Never go to a dealership again. Well, that was painless. Go to vroom.com. <laughs> the only thing that would have made the spot better, and no points off to the actor, is it? But if you could have had Brian Cranston in there being a oh, the little, the little guy with yeah. the, the deal, that would have been awesome. That, that was, was, or a more well-known mean actor, maybe. Maybe, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the guys who were on this were great. It's fantastic. As soon as you, as soon as it started. You're like, oh, this is going to be dark. What is this? Yep. And then it, when it became the car dealership. It was how we've all felt. Exactly the point. Yeah. Well done. Because uh, a couple of years ago, Hyundai had a great spot with an elevator with different levels of pain. Yes. And, of course, I the, remember top, that. the top one. And that was great because everybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes dealing with car dealerships. And that's why these automated car dealership things are doing so great. Yeah. Uh, because people are like, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I personally can't do that but i get it it's not fun so a uh, room well done that was a great little spot it was dark it was fun and it and it exactly gives you that that emotional yes you want that turn in the commercial where it goes from uh uh oh my gosh what's gonna happen next oh that's funny because you're kind of wondering what's gonna well, happen well my i may actually look at them i mean my lease is up you know next year i may actually Give him a give him a, give him a little look. Yeah, why not? I, well, I don't know. You want? I don't know if that just. We'll have to look it up because that's I'm not sure. I didn't look it up after I saw it. I the commercial was but, cute, and I was like, oh, fun, another way to buy a car. But that's the key. That's the key. You go and you look at the uh, the spot, and then you go and dig up the information. So that's oh, yeah. that's the design. And one thing I forgot to mention: um, the uh, we were talking about the the um, GM ad for the EV cars. 
if you haven't gone in and looked, uh, even though, you know, again, I'm not a big electric car fan, but there is, of course, but I am a huge Will Ferrell fan. <laughs> yes. He, he has a whole, there's a whole, like, another dozen spots. Oh, gosh. That he has talking about Norway and everything else, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> Difference between Norway and Sweden. Yeah. And, it, and again, it, they, that is completely a ripoff of strategy from when they used Ron Burgundy and Will Ferrell back oh. in the Chrysler <laughs> uh, truck spots, you know, where they talk about the glove compartment. And they ended up doing, like, a series of spots on YouTube, oh which God, were funny. funny. So that's where people will be at, I'm sure, right now as they're going into work is looking at the Wolf Ferrell EV spot. So so what did we think was the best spot of the Super Bowl? Well, there was a lot of good ones. I think there was a lot of positive ones. And we're going to talk about some of the, the lessons we can learn as small business owners, marketing and branding post-COVID, because I think there's a big lesson I want to talk about with that. But first, the commercial we felt was the best of this Super Game season. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. <laughs> I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... I know what it is. We should have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to hear all that. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Really? <laughs> it might happen one more time. Dan Le- uh, Levy, Levy yeah. is Eugene Levy's son. Uh, that was great <laughs> on multiple levels. And I think what's fun about it is we all laugh at different parts because my favorite spot is yes. the confession booth. I'm sorry you had to listen to that. Yeah, that that's fabulous. That was my favorite. And then the Karen thing, I think, is pretty darn fun. I too. enjoyed the Karen thing. Of course, the very end is probably my absolute favorite, and simply because I love Dan Levy. So yeah, and the and the M M&M and M in the car. Yeah, uh, re- reasons it's good. Uh, you're not going to go to work the next day and say, did you enjoy that one with, with the confessional? You're going to say it's the M&M because everything had an M&M in, yep. the, in the spot. Mm-hmm. There was no question it was an M&M and it was funny at the end and the, the little animated M&Ms, which everybody's used to. So oh, yeah. uh, again, for me, uh, <clears throat> overall funny. Mm-hmm. They, tut- they touched on all the topics except for one we're going to talk about, but, you know, the whole Karen and this and that. <laughs> yep. So they they got around some things and made it really funny and then uh, just knocked it out of the park. So for my for my money, M&M's, you win this year. It was uh, That was the best spot, and, and you, made it, uh, you made it work across the board. I would agree. I, I just enjoy it. Again, it's the, the obligatory, I'm sorry, for doing all these things that most people don't apologize for. Yeah. Like the guy, I think personally, my I think of all of them, my favorite is the right at the beginning. I'm sorry for kicking, kicking your, your seat, seat on purpose. Yeah. Because that's literally what you feel like when you're on an airplane and someone does that and you do spill something, God forbid, like that. You feel like <laughs> they did it on purpose. And this guy admitted it and then said, I'm sorry, and gave you some M&Ms. I'm like, hey, hey, all right, I could take that. That was I uh, take that kind of apology. That was great. And I think a couple things I want to just kind of wrap up here and uh, just give you some conclusions from for your business marketing standpoint. Uh, first of all, I've been in commercial shoots in the past you know, six months. And, of course, I am not at all unsensitive to the COVID situation, masking, uh, the fatality part of the COVID. But uh, in every ad shoot we talk about, do we need to have the masks on? And I often ask the question, because we're practicing social distancing and all that stuff when we shoot. Uh, I always say, do you want to you want to hire me again in six months to reshoot it without the masks? Uh, and so typically the answer is no. So the thing I want you to take away from as you're looking at all these spots is none of them had masks on. 
Uh, most of them were fun, and uh, and that's important because it tells me two things. These ads are extremely deeply researched, mm-hmm. and if and I'm sure the question was asked by someone somewhere in every single one of these uh, in these groups. Should we have Dan Levy in a mask? Should we have somebody? Are we mm. showing? And the answer, obviously, across the board was no. We want these to look normal. We don't want the masks. Yeah. And so I say to you, and again, not trying to be insensitive, but there's a difference. The media consumer is different. They are smarter. They're savvier. And they're not going to sit back and go, well, they didn't have masks on when they shot that. And that's... Yeah, you're going to have a few. There's going to be a few, but the the simple fact of the matter is this proves what I've been saying for some time. The nation, the market is is fatigued by so many of the um, uh, of these, you know, COVID issues and everything else that there is a time when you have to say no. Um, And and so obviously the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, the Super Game ads. Um, were uh, very reflective of the fact that masks, except for some specific, um, I think there was a couple of specific spots, and they may have been local or regional spots that I saw. Um, they didn't. They didn't make that a matter. So uh, I think you have to take into effect with your commercials, your ads, that people are fatigued of COVID. They want to see normal again, and we are supposed to be getting into normal at some point. So yeah. my suggestion is, if you're looking at doing ads, do it without the masks if you can. Be safe, all that. Okay, obviously, but do it without the mask. The market is getting to the point now where they're fatigued with all of what I say, the preaching. We're tired of the preaching. We're tired of the constant, you know, be safe, social distance. We get it. We've heard it. We don't, you don't need <laughs> okay. to burn burn up okay. your ad time with that. It's okay. Have fun. Get your points across. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'm going to mention here, too, uh, from Adweek, which was doing a lot of, uh, they do the best research on these uh, super game ads, or they call it the big game. We're not allowed to say it because the NFL, as I said, is, anyway. the um, They said consistency with these ads are very important. Um, I would imagine so. Like with anything, <laughs> you know, you know a Budweiser ad pretty quickly. You know the M and M ads. Mm-hmm. So their biggest thing is they say consistency rules. Even if you, unless you're doing a rebrand, sure, consistency rules. So you know one of the spots right now. I don't think it was in the Super Bowl, but it may have been. Uh, and I think it's quite frankly one of the most annoying spots that gets under my skin is the H and R Block. Eighties <laughs> um, Devos uh, jingle. Well, I think again. They try to, I don't know what they're trying to do, and it is highly annoying, but guess what? We're talking about it. We are talking about it, but I'm not going to take my taxes there. But you were never going to take your taxes No, probably not, but it's... But someone younger who doesn't have anybody to take their taxes to, who's afraid to do it on their own, may, at least if anything, go, oh, wait a minute, I I saw that dumb commercial... H&R Block. I, I, I still believe when you look at H&R Block, you still expect that H&R Block were tax people, were experts. We don't expect them to be dancing on their desktops to a Devo kind of song. I think you're you're going back to the time back in the 80s. When we used to do commercials when better. When we used to saw, well, when we used to see the H&R Block commercial and everybody's in a suit and tie yeah. and they're all very professional and now you think they're a bunch of, you know... Crazy people. Yeah. And so that's, that's, and that's my point. It's problem. like there's certain pl- places that I know people said, let's lighten it up and let's get the millennials and the younger group into this. And I'm like, again, to me, I would have said to that group, millennials care about the real stuff. 
You know, people who think millennials are just like dummies, they're really yeah. missing the mark. Millennials are extremely detailed in their research. So H&R Block, I think, made a mistake with this ad campaign. That's my personal opinion. What do I know? But, you know, I, I think it's annoying, and I, I think they they, they 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 took their brand down a slope that is difficult to recover from. Well, I, I didn't care for, and it wasn't so much that the commercial itself wasn't good. No, yeah. It was just, but that was the one, it was the one that it was the Dolly Parton singing five to nine. Thank you for remembering that. And yes. that one bothered me only because there was a little bit of voice voice layover in the background of like what your what the point was and then at the end it was like um <clears throat> square or something oh i put it in square, my notes it's squarespace squarespace and, and i'm I, like what the hell is squarespace and i had to think back i thought well i ended that, up googling uh, it and i went i thought oh. is that a, a merchant site that you and finally it's it's a website it's a like you know a GoDaddy. it's literally a place to build a website so, so what they're saying what you're doing after five o'clock so from five to nine bringing meaning to your life in it but it it just didn't i don't know for me it, it didn't make any sense I had no idea. What no they were idea doing. what it was a spot for. I knew I kind of had some ideas, but it completely. And then, if you're not familiar with Squarespace, I should be of all people, and I have heard of it. I couldn't remember what they did. So yeah, a little bit of an error in, in judgment there. They this they just l- assumed I think people knew what Squarespace was. So that happens, and I'm sorry. So it's uh, you know there's winners and losers. But tell us on our blog if you're uh, watching us on our uh, on our YouTube channel or on our website. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, shoot us a line. Uh, the the links below, and we would love to hear your reviews. We're going to try to get another show going pretty soon, and I would love to hear what your thoughts were and, and do a segment with what our viewers think about the. Uh, the super game ads, <laughs> but marketingmediacupcakes.com. That's our website. We are on a podcast on everywhere you can go, Apple, Spotify, yep. and we'd love to have you listen there. We like talking about best practices for business, so we've kind of gotten into that a little bit here today. But until next time, we want to tell you, keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.